What is the potential of AI in data management? How can AI help with classifying data? Which AI-based tools can help in the service department's internal operations? Welcome to Artificial Intelligence Innovations Meets App Exchange, the bi-weekly show that explores the impact of AI in the Salesforce ecosystem. I'm Jakub Stefaniak, Salesforce Certified Technical Architect and VP of Technology Strategy and Innovation at Akiva Labs, where we help App Exchange partners accelerate their adoption of the latest technologies and get the most out of their Salesforce partnership. In each episode, we sit down with leaders from AppExchange ecosystem to discuss the latest trends and innovation in AI, product development opportunities, and ethical considerations. Our goal is to address critical challenges faced by business, build a community of engaged professionals, and provide insights into the latest trends and innovation in AI to help you stay informed and ahead of the curve. So, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's dive into the world of AI and App Exchange. Hey, hello, welcome at our show. Could you at the beginning introduce yourself and your role in App Exchange ecosystem? Yes, absolutely. Hi, I'm Andrew Hart. I run the services department at Own Company. Before I joined here, which is three years ago now, I had a background career really in CRM consulting where I spent 20 plus years at both boutiques and global SIs and some time at Salesforce as well. And talking about own company, because many listeners can be a little bit confused because the name has changed recently, right? We are talking about own backup, but as well, like under this umbrella, you have a few different app exchange products, right? That's correct. Yeah, we have four products and and more coming, actually, one that's going into pilot now. And we changed the name for that recognition, really, that we are more than just backup. And the own has always been particularly important to us. It's what we tell our customers. You know, the responsibility of your data is on is on you. It's your data. You own it, despite what platform uh, you use. And it just represented, as we've diversed into to more products, it represents better the offering we have. And it's exactly what, after looking on your webpage, made me very happy that we have you on your show. Unlocks new ways to use that data to transform your business is exactly what most of people expect AI is going to happen very soon. But uh, as we know, garbage in, garbage out, and without like the data at the good level at the beginning, it's hard to imagine any benefits from AI, right? So I'm curious, do you see at this moment that many of your customers are already using AI or is it still rather something what people are exploring? In my experience, it's still what's being explored. You said it really well there, and and the phrase garbage in, garbage out is a very old one, referring to programmatic concepts, right? But it's true here as well. And I think most customers don't have, not only do they not have good enough data, when they do have good enough data, they still need to understand it. And they still need to be able to report on it and effectively tell stories from it before they give it to AI to the sort of general interpretation or, or, or other insights. And so AI has become a kind of a, an end state that people are working towards in terms of their data hygiene, their data governance, but also their understanding of what they actually want to know as well. Fully agree. So looking on your product portfolio, do you already have some implementations of AI which you are like using on a daily basis, or is still something what as well as a company are rather thinking about? It's still something we're thinking about. We use... We use data, of course, we use statistics and we use statistical outliers for some of our our reporting, but that's not true true AI, it's just maths. 
we are exploring with some of our products the best way we can do that. And the reason we're doing that is all our customers back up their data every day, which means for a customer that's been with us a year, two years, three years or, or longer, they've got a huge data set already there that could be fed to an AI platform for insight, for reporting, for analysis or whatever. But it's never really been thought of that way. You know, a backup is by many considered an insurance policy right, more than more than anything else. But actually, it's a it's a day by day track of everything that's happened in your your organization. But I'll use Salesforce terminology. We work in other cloud ecosystems as well, but I'll stick to Salesforce. You know, within your Salesforce org, every record, every object that's changed since the time you did the first backup, but also every metadata change that's happened since that time as well, because because we also capture those. And so I think when people start then to think, okay, what does that actually mean? And what of the very basic reports or dashboards we've been looking at or trend reporting, there's a whole layer below that that is too vast for for the human mind to, to sort of comprehend. And that's where AI starts to play a part in evolving user stories, requirements, et cetera, that before would have just been maybe deemed too complex or, or perhaps weren't even thought about for because you know, the, the, the angle of attack was from a human interpretation rather than AI interpretation. And one of the problems which we are solving is amount of data and metadata which we are talking about. So like, of course, keeping it on Salesforce is one of the reasons why sooner or later having them off platform is necessary. I'm curious yeah. that in this situation, do you see any chance that you can leverage Salesforce AI in the future? Or if it would be like, yeah, there's something created to AWS, SageMaker, and other AI providers. Yeah, I mean, the requirement there has always been driven by two factors. You know, to take data off platform has been driven by two factors. The first is cost, and the second is is performance. It depends what you need to report on, right? If, if you've archived data, it's generally cold, and, and you're keeping it for, for whatever reason. It could be regulatory, it could be uh, policy-based, or, or it could just be that you don't want to get rid of data. And that's not to say there's no use in that, that data. And sometimes cold data becomes warm or, or hot again over time. But I think actionable insights, we can always learn from the past, right? History has taught us that many, many, many times. But actionable insights is most likely, in my view, to be carried out on warm or, or hot data. Data that's being used is in your, your CRM or your, your, you know, your system. And that's where the business benefit is, the immediate business benefit. But coming back to you know my point about history, right, you do learn from the past, and there are trends, economic trends, uh, industry trends, business trends that that might be on a longer cycle than your warm data. And so, is Salesforce AI going to play a part on archive data? Probably not in in our world for for the own customers because they've archived out to other places, Azure or, or AWS, as you say. But when it's on platform, AI could be definitely moving. The Salesforce AI could be playing a part there. And perhaps I'm rambling a bit, but, you know, CRM use cases, if we think of service cloud or, or sales cloud, there's, there's no better AI to plug into those processes than, than the Salesforce AI itself. From other use cases, like when I was checking your product portfolio, you have a product for data sitting for sandboxes. And... Mm. As in current year, generative AI is the most hot topic, I'm curious. Is it like one of the spaces when there may be some yeah. low-hanging fruits which I, I'd be thinking about? Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, sandbox seeding. So, you know, you want to have realistic data in your 
uh, your sandboxes to run to run tests, right? Even from unit tests up, and certainly to as you move towards system integration or unit accept, uh, sorry, user acceptance testing. And we currently we have two ways to do that, but they're both manual. One is perhaps cleverer than the other. You start at a, a node, you say accounts, and then you just build the child objects out from there. And one is much more template based. Low hanging fruit, yeah, that would seem like an obvious one, right? To AI to say, give me a good look at my metadata, interpret my metadata, and give me a good data set from that. Or maybe twofold, look at my metadata, look at my test scripts, and then give me a good data set uh, to test. Those, yeah, those are those are obvious use cases. You know, we we as a company, are, are, I explained my role. You know, we as a company are continually evolving our products, like like everybody on the on the App Exchange. Yes, there's you know trust based and security based features always, of course. Then there's there's keeping up with the Salesforce platform, but innovation for us is actually one of our benchmarks, one of our pillars for for product development, and a lot of things are are being explored. And yeah, I, I can't speak for the uh, the product managers, but you know I know there's a lot of excitement about AI, particularly as we are fundamentally a data governance company, and that means data, and that means uh, and that's what AI needs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as well, it means compliance, right? And I'm curious from exactly <laughs> this governance perspective, uh, what is your opinion on general discussions with generative AI, how it's proceeding data and fact that it's generally a black box, so we cannot usually find how exactly specific prompt and so on really works under the hood. Do you see it as a blocker for adoption in your industry? Possibly. And I also think the other thing with AI, it's not just a black box, but ultimately, if everybody's using AI for for everything, we kind of reduce towards zero in terms of, of innovation. And, you know, we'll all start using the same data sets, giving the same results. Um, that's why there'll always be a part for the human brain in this, to, you know, to connect dots between data points that, that AI doesn't see or that are new or are taken from other points of reference. This was first explained to me very simply about, um, it was, I think it was a Salesforce talk. I, I honestly can't remember. It was talking about loans for, for house purchases in the US and said, you know, if you took a record of all the loans that had been issued and all the loans that had been denied, you would come to a fundamentally racist position because it was historically based and data is historic in its in its nature. And actually, you needed at some point to recognize that times change that industries change, that perception changes, society changes. And, you know, this is, I guess, my broad point about AI is, you know, we, we, we move towards zero. Everybody's looking at the same data set all the time and there's no innovation, there's no change. What's, what's my takeaway there? I, I guess that there's always a part for, for smart people, for good ideas and for kicking the tires of anything that's the generative AI or, or any kind of data analysis or, or interpretation actually actually gives you question it i guess mm-hmm. so it, it sounds to me a little bit like what you said at the beginning about how the data and code the data that if you look about too many historical records you can have like lots of historical biases and do, yeah. do you agree that it means that just by looking on the how we were doing business in the last one two three years we can mitigate this problem or do you think it's more complex I think it's more. I, I think it's more complex, and I think different industries uh, and different economic cycles play play a role as well. And again, that needs probably the human specialists or the or the human, you know, ideas people to to say, okay, we need to look at the last three years because we we can recognize even if the data can't the way 
the many thousands of data points we're all exposed to every day are actually actually coming together. You know, a lot of people are saying there'll be a recession in the US next year, and they're saying that off a number of data points, but they're also saying that through conversations they're having and themes they are picking up from other people rather than outright pure data. And that's not to say it can't be predicted. Anything can be predicted if you have every single data point you can. But I guess that's where innovation and AI kind of have to work together, but also clash slightly, is that AI is not going to have original thoughts. It's not going to join those those dots that aren't in, that that it hasn't been told are already connected. The best AIs will, but I don't think we're there yet with that. But you know, you still need that. So to your question, yeah, you you will naturally have historical bias if you purely rely on on data and system generated outputs. You need to think, uh, I, I guess, more holistically about what it means. That's yeah, fully agree. And looking on your current profession. It, at least in Akiva Labs, what we see that one of the big benefits with working on the AI-driven tools is not only the development department and our products, but as well how we can provide consulting services to our business. So probably one of the biggest funds AI are just our project managers. And I'm curious, do you see in your department's usage of AI tools which just help your people to deliver more, more value to your customers? We do, yes. And I think in each point, you know, I could take a very simple example. If you if you want to write a job description for, a, say, a new role, you don't need to start from scratch, right? You can use generative AI to give you a solid, solid template with really good start points. But it's not complete. It won't be exactly tailored for your for your business. But it's definitely an accelerator. And the same is true for for customer facing materials, right? If we're talking purely about benefits to to my team, if they need if they have deliverables that are, are either new or you know, out, outdated, and we're looking to to create or refresh. It, it's a solid start point on there, but still needs that that intervention. Our customers, again, speak specifically about my team. You know, there's one of the things my team does related to our secure products is classify data. So we take all the fields in a in a Salesforce org and we we classify them, and we can do that. The individuals involved are specialists, and they can do that pretty quickly. But AI can even accelerate that, right? Because there's some very obvious low-hanging fruit there, right? Every every ID field in Salesforce is is fundamentally a system field, right? You don't need to classify it. You don't need to encrypt it. In fact, you wouldn't be able to anyway. But it's it doesn't in, expose anything sensitive. The same is true for any, you know, foreign key lookup, last updated, last created, all these sort of things. So there'd be very low-hanging fruit there for for our system tools to say right take every system field and just classify it in this way and at the other end of the spectrum take everything that contains this would be poor practice but you know contains a credit card number or a social security number or you know something an email address and classify that appropriately that would be very very easy to use generative for and it's fundamentally data driven as well right here's the metadata mr ai or mrs ai here's the metadata here's a sample of field. Here's a thousand, ten thousand, a million records, whatever it you know needs to to successfully learn, and then go and classify accordingly. As you said, there are like many ideas for innovations, and I'm curious if your company is still a product company. Do you as well have some time to like make recommendation, build some playbook, or maybe even build internal tools to achieve what you describe? Or this rather a manual trying process for every team member to find the way how to utilize new tools on their own. Our product teams are, are very effective at, you know, working collaboratively on building these ideas. The, the advantage my team has is we are customer facing and we're, we're customer facing to, 
to interesting customers, right? I, I run two teams. So the technical account managers look after our very big, very complex customers. And they're all super logos that we all, we all know and respect. And they have very interesting problems, but they also have very loud voices. And I, I don't mean that in an obnoxious way. I mean, we're interested in, in their opinions. And my other team is the secure services who are working across every industry to increase security posture. So again, they're learning a lot of lessons. You, you mentioned regulations earlier about how regulations apply. And regulations, of course, are always evolving as well. There's, you know, the new SEC regulation just, just last month. There's a whole bunch of new things in Europe all the time. So the interpretation of those those regulations, but also the, the feedback our customers give us, gives my team a voice into the product teams, which we don't take for granted. Um, we, we appreciate but you know, it does let us pull those. We use tooling and, and voting and, and what have you to, to to send ideas to product and to upvote them. But we also still have conversations as, as well, which is good. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, as it's very customer-centric type of job, do you use already some AI tools to, for example, make notes from the meetings or like in other way, increase the productivity of your team members? We actually have trialing a few and... The challenge we have, and I, I guess a lot of customers will have, is the way that data is processed through a lot of these these tools. It's often sent off to a, another data center or another platform. This is true of Salesforce and the App mm-hmm. Exchange as, as well, right? If you use if you use Conga, it takes information from your Salesforce org and it sends it off to the Conga servers to generate the the output before it sends it back to Salesforce, which means there's data processing happening elsewhere. So we have trialed a number of those tools. We have not settled on one yet, and we need one that has a processing agreement that you know we, we align to, but also our customers will understand and, and respect that doesn't affect our compliance certifications and, and all of those sort of things. So it sounds a very easy thing to say, yeah, we're going to use, I, there's, there's dozens, right? I don't want to name any, but you know, uh, that we're going to follow our meetings and, and create minutes for us automatically and, and that sort of thing. But there's, there's the compliance considerations uh, of that. I can tell you one tool we use internally to, to great success is Ask AI. So Ask AI consolidates our cases, our knowledge base, our, our Confluence articles, even Slack channels uh, as well. And so for our field teams who are answering questions from, from customers, it's the first place a lot of people actually look. It's going to ask AI and let that do the legwork for you. And, and that is a combination of, it, it's, it's data indexing, but it's also there's some uh, AI as to how it interprets the question and how it finds the relevant, whatever it might be, case, Slack channel, you know, whatever. But there's also a human element to that as well because people upvote, you know, what was useful, what was relevant. And so it's continually learning as well. I do have the concern I, I mentioned earlier is we'll end up just giving one answer eventually. We'll AI down to zero and we'll all be answering every question with that single answer that, that Ask AI has, has presented. But it's it's a very convenient tool. It's an acceleration tool. It lets us service customers faster and more, more accurately if it's used properly. And that is, of course, a benefit not just to us, but to our customers as well. So let me paraphrase it. With Ask AI, it's something like internal knowledge base, which then you can just use AI to, instead of chatting with ChatGTP, get information specific to company knowledge base. Is it good understanding? Yeah, it, that's exactly it. You ask, ask AI the question and it will look through all the knowledge bases and, and sources that it has access to, which, as I say, could be cases, could be a static knowledge base, could be canned comments or... You know, you know something something customer facing or something internal 
and then it presents what it thinks is the the best articles to to help you or the best i shouldn't say articles the best references to to help you with that and and yeah it's 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 a very powerful tool we're expanding the sources uh, all the time uh, to help with that great thank you for sharing it with our audience and for having time for us today it was a pleasure to speak with you yes and you it's uh, good to see you again and thanks so much thank you Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of AI Innovations Meets App Exchange. We hope you enjoyed the insightful discussion and found this episode valuable. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to sign up for our newsletter and never miss a beat. If you have any questions or want to engage with us further, we'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Until next time, keep exploring the exciting world of AI and App Exchange.